This is In the Know for Thursday, July 27, 208th day of 2023. There are 157 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will also give you a chance to win. You'll uh, have your opportunity to score some tickets later on the show. We'll have that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. You got a... Um, you got a neat email from the American Red Cross last night yes. that I thought you might want to share about. Yes. So um, I, th- I, this has never happened to me before. Um, I do have a unique blood type. I'm AB pause. So um, it's the next to rarest blood type. But I got an email yesterday um, that told me, hang on, I'm finding it, um, that my blood donation was sent to Deaconess Gateway Hospital in Newburgh, Indiana, to help a patient in need. I know Newburgh, Indiana. So how that's, cool is that? That is good. Is that something new the Red Cross has started in letting you know how you're helping? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I've never seen this before, but I should I should say uh, it, they did tell me first. It says, after, in, after first ensuring that local needs were met. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then mine went on. But again, it's 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 the next the rarest blood but type. Isn't so. it nice to know though that yes. like it's it helps um it helps motivate you yes. to give because Absolutely. you see you just put it out there and go, Well, I suppose it went yeah. somewhere when you know where it went has a you know makes a big impact. I think so. it's super cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing. He's a five time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's a two time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even the movie theater. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. I mean, I haven't been to movie theater. And... Oh, I was almost certain you went to see Barbie. Oh, because I was wearing my pink. Well, no, I'd have to go see it today since I'm wearing my pink. Oh, I, I, you're supposed I to wear your you, pink to the theater. I thought maybe you went at midnight. No. And so wearing your pink I, shirt. No, uh, no, not, not not quite yet. Are you wearing pink because pink is a cool color and maybe you can stay cooler? On a hot day like today? Sure. I mean, isn't it just, you know, real men wear pink, right? I, I, I'm not afraid to wear pink. I don't think I have anything pink at the moment, but I'm certainly not afraid to, to wear it. I have before. Uh, I do want you to be aware, though. Uh, keep your eye out. Uh, I've never seen this happen before, but in El Paso, Texas, they where they've had 38 days of consecutive triple-digit temperatures, they say that uh, they are reporting that some of their street signs appear to be melting. Where they've just gotten so hot that they're just deteriorating, where you can tell just a little bit of drift, you know, where it got hot and then the letters ran. That's hard to believe. I guess the paint 
I, I guess, a, yeah. It just, but it's not even paint. It's like it, acrylic. It or, almost looks like to me the green is cracking and peeling mm-hmm. off of it mm-hmm. because it's giving that impression rather than it got hot. Because that's green over white. That's not white over green. Right. And so it gives that look. But it looks like a Halloween sign. Yeah. You know, it looks like it, they would have decorated for Halloween and on uh, Chelsea Street there. So it's going to be hot, uh, even hotter today than yesterday. There is a heat advisory for our area until 9 o'clock tomorrow night. We won't be as hot as what they've seen in the southwest recently, especially for a consecutive number of days. But we will see a high approaching the mid-90s today. But the feels-like temperature will be around 103, 104 because of that humidity. They are tracking, however, some cooler air. Now, cooler, that doesn't mean cool, but certainly drier air later on in the weekend so by the time we get to sunday afternoon and evening it might to feel it might start to feel a little bit better but if you think today is going to be warm tomorrow will be warmer because they're projecting a high of 95 today thunderstorms early tonight possible for some rumbly tumblies and 78 and then tomorrow mostly sunny skies and a high of the old 98 and then you got to mention the low tomorrow night yeah, the low tomorrow night is forecast to be 80 degrees, and that will probably be at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. I mean, right it was 80 the, when I got in the car this morning. Right before the sun comes up. Yeah, I saw the hourly temperature by about 10 o'clock our time. It's going to be 88 degrees, so that's in less than a, uh, less than an hour. So do all you can to uh, stay to, to stay cool and check on, you know, check on other people, too, that you may think have uh, inferior infrastructure for for keep, cooling keep the animals inside as yeah, all possible. If, yeah if you can lots of at least make sure they got water etc make sure gertie's inside and i also read the other thing um i also read that um uh, experts said drink water even if you're not thirsty mm-hmm. like that's just a good yeah. idea on uh, on days that you're losing more water than you realize even when you're just going you know short short distances uh, we are at the one-year anniversary of the uh, what was probably one of the most unique natural disasters in the history of our nation, and that's a historic flooding in eastern Kentucky. And we are now uh, rolling past the one-year anniversary point. I remember it started just like the day before, or a cup, a day and a half before my birthday last year. That's when the majority of what was being known, because it was on. My birthday was on a Friday last year, and I remember like that Wednesday, Thursday, and just how bad it was. And uh, so they are they are commemorating that. The governor said days of unrelenting, record-breaking, previously unimaginable amounts of rain fell on eastern Kentucky communities, resulting in the deadliest, most destructive flooding in any of our lifetimes. The governor pointed out 45 Kentuckians were lost in that, and he went on to say that... Um, it's the he immediately knew it would be one of the toughest rebuilds in history and it's because the topography is so uh is so unique and incidentally we're also uh kind of recovering in western kentucky from flooding last week where it's the most amount of rain that was held in uh that was received in a 24 hour period 11 inches and that was really in a 13 hour period and so I did happen, we were talking about the Red Cross a second ago, I did happen to speak to the executive director of Western Kentucky for the Red Cross yesterday. You got those kind of connections? I do. Yeah. I got people in high places. And I asked her, I said, so is it is the difference in the flooding the topography? In eastern Kentucky, the water is rushing down the hillsides of mountains and loss of life and homes and buildings and no one escaped. Whereas in the flat portions of the state, it was a lot of water. 
but it still came up gradually enough that people were able to see it coming and go, hey, we got to do something different. And so she said, yes, that's exactly what it was. She said, at first, we thought it was just a big amount of flash flooding. But then as the water kept rising, I think she said there were about 15 buildings in, uh, in they had 15 residential structures in gray in Mayfield specifically that they were seeking housing for, et cetera. So anyway, I guess the, the way that I had imagined it on why there was, you know, it wasn't as damaging in Western Kentucky, just simply because it's flat, mm-hmm. you know, and the water has places to go eventually, primarily in the river. In the big in the big river, but there are still. I read as of yesterday, the transportation cabinet has reopened all roads in Western Kentucky due to high water, but they still have roads in Ballard, Graves, and Hickman County that are closed due to damage where water you know, washed out road tiles and th- that type of thing. So, all right, there's your weather information for the day. Big two big news headlines yesterday nationally: the uh, Hunter Biden deal unraveled at the last minute and now they will be scrambling to figure out where to go from here and what happens with uh, with hunter biden and his uh, supposed plea he didn't speak to the media as he was scheduled to do yesterday i think it's in his best interest that he doesn't but uh, anxious to hear if he does and then also similarly yesterday i saw that dramatic footage of a crane collapsing in manhattan yesterday it was loading I, it was loading uh, uh, it was carrying tons of concrete hundreds of feet off the ground, and it crashed down to the ground. It was a pretty dramatic scene. Then also, big headline yesterday, don't know what happened with Leader McConnell, uh, whether he had some type of seizure or he had a senior moment, or I, I, at first I thought it was going to be a stroke, but no one is at least bold enough to say stroke. But he was uh, having his weekly press conference and mid-sentence just stopped speaking and was sort of frozen for 20 to 30 seconds until one of his Senate colleagues said, is there anything else that you want to say? And he kind of shook his head and walked away from the podium. Uh, the staff later said he was lightheaded. He took a moment to, you know, to get away and recover. And then he came back and he uh, answered uh, answered questions, kind of dodged the health question. You know, he said he was fine and et cetera. So I guess he'll continue to get checked out. I did hear a report on CBS this morning that there may be some some unreported falls over the last couple of years. A- um, ABC reported this morning, just about 15 minutes before the show, that apparently in the last two weeks he fell and has been using a wheelchair. Yeah, I, heard, they I went on and heard they've been using a wheelchair, and that's not a bad, I mean, not a bad idea. Uh, obviously, I've had, op- I get a chance to see him a couple of times a year, certainly once a year over the last few years. And I and I definitely see uh, definitely see a difference. So you see him being an eighty two year old man. I see, yeah. And so um, listen, it, it happens to all of us eventually. So just kind of one of those uh, one of those things. Pray for the best, and uh, will be a uh, will be a, a tough time. I did. I know it's just the way my mind works, but I think is he he's eighty one, about to be eighty two. I think no, they I said yesterday. But, he's an old man. But the thing that the thing that uh, struck me is he's 81, and then yesterday we were celebrating Mick Jagger's 80th birthday, and I thought, that's just an odd, you know, <laughs> dichotomy between those uh, between He'll be those 82 two. in February. 82 in February. All right. A Litchfield man became unresponsive after overdosing on an opioid for the fir- third time in five weeks. It happened on Hardin Street last night about 6.35. Uh, Central Dispatch got a phone call, uh, and first responders reported. In the meantime, the... A uh, person got Narcan by the person who made the call, I think, three different times. 
the person was transported to EMS by uh, to by EMS to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes in uh, unknown current condition. But that's what was going on in the Hardin Street neighborhood yesterday. In case you were curious, a truck striking two mailboxes on Elizabethtown Road led to the arrest of a felon with multiple warrants. That happened on Sunday afternoon. There was a F-150 truck on 62 pulling a trailer, struck a couple of mailboxes, failed to stop. A witness followed the truck, captured the license plate, uh, and then they were able to eventually make contact with a 31-year-old Brian McClellan and a 31-year-old Amber Horton, both of Ohio County. They appeared to be under the influence of some intoxicating substance. Both suspects were detained as they appeared uh, you know, to not be behaving uh, accurately. There had been a handgun thrown in the weeds, a canine Zeus found it, et cetera. You can read all the de- arrests were made, details you can read at K105.com. By the way, speaking of the sheriff's office, saw just before um, showtime that the sheriff's office has reported that traffic stop karaoke raised over $22,000 for Alexis. That's awesome. That so that's so awesome. that is uh, wonderful. Wonderful to know. I think it was twenty two thousand. It's twenty two and a half thousand dollars. I think is what it ended up being. So some of that was in big chunks. Some of that was in small chunks. But every penny made a difference and mattered. So it was a privilege to be part of it. Um, Sam, you had uh, you had a more of a direct. I had a direct. I had a direct involvement, but you had a director involvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, thanks to L.V. Shane yeah. for... Uh, thanks. He was, and if you've not seen that yet, go watch it. And I'm, we're not just saying that just because we were the ones that put it together. Right. L.V.'s phenomenal mm-hmm. in it. Like, I mean, he is really good at just opening up about... His honesty. Yeah, yeah, his yeah everything, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's one of those things, if, if even if you're not... Like, I, you know me on the show, I'm not a country music fan. But it's it's not even about that. It's just about... Uh, you know, you'll be listening and hear people that he names, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, and it's like, oh, yeah. He I know does kind of go on a Ramel Bradley phase for a minute. Yeah. Shout out to people. You know, uh-huh. just people that well, I heard knows. like Barry Cannon yeah, got, got a absolutely. mention in it and everything. He so it was old. just interesting to, to hear that. And then he gets deep at times <laughs> as well, talking about addiction and so on. And it, it's, it's just really, really good. Yeah. Thanks to Shane and uh, thanks to uh, Norman. As well, and hope that uh, hope that it makes uh, makes her day, and she can do whatever she wants to. The sheriff those, can sing too, you with know. Those funds. Hey. <laughs> he can carry a tune. Let's let's put it. At that least way. he didn't have to dance, right? That's good. Well, I mean, he can dance pretty well too. He's pretty. He, he's on. He's on record for dancing a lot. You've seen him at like the special needs, yeah, uh, prom. Like he he knows how well, to cut a rug. He's got his ballet background, right? Hey, listen, it, sometimes after he cuts a rug, <laughs> they got to get a fire extinguisher. He just sets the rug on fire. A Hardin County woman uh, was killed in a man seriously injured after an SUV collided with a flatbed truck in Elizabethtown. It happened uh, yesterday morning about eight forty-five on East Dixie Avenue. The Ford SUV being driven by twenty-nine-year-old Sky Greathouse Williams of E-Town, traveling south. When the vehicle crossed the center line, struck an oncoming flatbed, oncoming flatbed driven by Patrick Peters. She was pronounced deceased at the scene by the Hardin County uh, Coroner's Office. Uh, let's see. Uh, headline uh, caught my eye this morning. It's from a meeting held back on the uh, 24th. That would have been Monday. And it was a meeting in Frankfurt talking about the plight of children in Kentucky's foster program. That was front and center 
in a meeting of the legislative task force created to find ways to improve the effectiveness and efficiency of the Cabinet for Health and Family Services. So, in particular, the thing that got my attention, the headline says, Panel wants more information on report of foster care children sleeping in state offices. Well, that's not a headline you read every day. So I was like, okay, what, what's the deal on this? And according to department officials, DCBS regularly resorts to using office space and sometimes hotel rooms to house children that are difficult to place. Cabinet officials told the panel that the practice was used frequently and the children in question are often those turned away from therapeutic foster care because of behavioral issues. Per testimony, at any given time, at least one of two chil- one to two children are housed in state offices with a ratio of two workers for each child. The living conditions allow the cabinet to meet the children's basic needs, but rarely more than that. However, the cabinet estimates that as many as third, uh, a third need hospital-level acute psychiatric treatment. So um, we all, you know, when we think of the foster program, we think of kind of a normal, okay, uh, child in foster care goes to live, uh, could be foster to adopt, it could be whatever. But then there's a whole nother sector of children in the foster care program that are not easy to place because of the challenges they face and the challenges that they present from a foster parenthood standpoint. And those are the, I mean, that's the, that's the worst situation because, well, what, what do you do? So as I read more, the idea of them being housed in state offices, at least temporarily, I mean, it's better than the alternative of just being left to fend for yourself. So, but it's, uh, I know this foster care system is, is transitional it's in it's in a period of evolution but for too long there has been a lack of incentive and it's been too hard to become a foster parent and so and now the Kentucky is going to have to do more to create an incentive for people to become foster parents uh, whether it's reimbursements expenses for that type of thing Uh, we are seeing some of the numbers come down but part of that's because of decisions being made to not place children in foster care that maybe they should, but you don't want them to. So anyway, it's a, it continues to be an ongoing problem. And if you're the least bit interested in becoming foster parent, I know the state would love to would love to have you. Uh, we continue to hear a little bit more about UK football rolling into the season, which is just uh, 40 days away now, probably something Less like that. Less than that, I think. Less than 40. Uh, Eli Cox says that the Cats, uh, he expects them to be competing for a title, and he believes that UK is flying under the radar. Think they're flying under the radar? They're picked fourth in the East. I, Hard to tell. It's This is always the you know the season where we, we like to drop the sound bites. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the best shape of my life. We're flying under the radar. You know, everything's going great. Let's let's talk October the 1st and on, see how things are going. Well, just like on March 31st, every Major League Baseball team is going to win the pennant. And then by, you know, May 1st, a lot of seasons are the, the, the except, lot's already cast. Except the Reds, because I, I thought it was done on May the 1st, and, back, and now, yeah. now look at them. I did not watch all of the uh, women's soccer game, uh, match against the Netherlands last night, but I did see the final five minutes. So that was a uh, a draw, stalemate, a nil-nil affair. One, well, 1-1. One, one. Oh, 1-1, one, one, yeah. 1-1, one, one, it was a stalemate, and so... A uh, little bit of, like uh, a little bit of physicality in that yesterday. Well, little, that was the little, rematch, the gold medal. Uh, little shove, little shove, and then there was shove back. I was like, oh, okay. 
And then I saw where the Reds had a uh, matinee yesterday. And what, the 18 strikeouts, I yeah. think, is what I read. So yeah. uh, Brewers got two out of three, and now the uh, Reds are going where? We're taking on your Uncle Hub. Oh, they're going to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They're going to L.A.? Yes, they're taking the Dodger on the, Stadium. Are they taking on the fighting Fernando Valenzuela's? Something like that. Okay. Oral Hershiser. The fighting Tommy Lasorda's. Yeah. <laughs> Got to, uh, I'm ready. Right. Hopefully he's ready too. We're coming for him. So. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Go Reds. Yeah, get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. You're on In the Know. Today is Walk on Stilts Day. You ain't ever gonna change. You ever walked on stilts? No. Nope. I don't think that's a good gig for me. I'm too clumsy, probably. Listen, I, I do well. Wow. I do not. Today is Creme well. Brulee Day. High heels, so I can't imagine. You ever made Creme Brulee? No. Have you eaten Creme Brulee? I don't know that I have. Oh. Mm, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's Chicken Finger Day today. Like a good, like a good chicken finger. Can't can't beat it. I, uh, I, I mean, I prefer the tender to the to the finger, but I don't. Is, is there a difference between the tender and the finger? Is well, the tender thicker? Sure, the t- the finger comes off the end of the claw right there. Hmm. Where it's, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. And then today is today is bagpipe uh, bagpipe appreciation day. Have you and Jason Thomas gotten together on it yet and started learning? Not yet. I, we need to find a bagpipe player, though, because we can just both contract, you know, in our in our pre-planning when we sit down and do that. Then we just, we'll just arrange for the same bagpipe player. No, and, I mean. Got to be a young bag, bagpipe player, though. Maybe you know. Do the Bells have a connection there? I don't know. That, I think the Bells are uh, snobs when it comes to the bagpipes because... If they've never taken my hint to let me chair the bagpipe section, something tells me and they're play, discriminating against the bagpipes. Devil went down to Georgia on the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think it's a reasonable, also, reasonable request. It's also National Chili Dog Day. I guess I want one on on your list. I know that that Cincinnati, all the Cincinnati <laughs> chili parlors are losing their mind over it. They are. Yeah, it's. I've been. That's all the emails I've been getting all day. Well, Happy National Chili Dog Day. I'll just go with the uh, chicken fingers instead for today. I'll just take both. Uh, how about no? Okay. Put a chicken finger on a bun and then cover it in chili. Is there any reason that wouldn't work? You put skyline on there, just you could probably cover it in just about anything. Um, I mean, what would be wrong with a chili-covered chicken tender? Chili is fine. Skyline is mm, no. You're just you're just missing out on the good stuff. Uh, we've tried it. Clearly. We tried it this summer just because yes, of you, and you. it's awful. It's terrible. it's terrible. You're just missing out. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't do it right. You can still. If you've not made summer travel plans, you can still rent the viral Barbie Malibu Dreamhouse. Okay. It's an actual thing. And it's on Swimply. Where? Swimply. Is that the street? It's, it must be some type of web platform. That's not a real house. So when it says you can rent it, that's not real. Is it? It says viral Barbie Malibu Dreamhouse. I don't know. Sometimes the Big Brother houses look like that. Yeah. It says Barbie's house is life-size, and it's still available to book on Swimply for your summertime pool parties. Your screen's a little bigger than mine. Okay. Behind the the pool chairs, is there somebody standing there? Is it a doll? Oh, that's uh, Barbie's horse. Oh, okay. I was going to say, your screen's a whole lot bigger than mine. Does Barbie's horse have a name? Do you know? I don't 
don't know. I can't remember. Probably, I mean, they, everything. Does it work in a strip mine? <laughs> it does. <laughs> we could ask. Uh, we could ask Alea. She she might know. She doesn't she have one that has the horse? Yeah. Didn't we get one of those after mm-hmm. Christmas a couple of years ago? Seems like we. Seem like we did. All right. Uh, there is a new type of parenting that uh, has been. It's at least been coined. We've talked about helicopter parenting. We've talked about lawnmower parenting. Um, you know, basically hovering or just mowing down anything in front of them so nothing bad happens. But now there's something that is a kind of maybe even the opposite of that. It's called eggshell parenting. And the phrase eggshell parenting gained popularity when a clinical psychologist went viral on TikTok. She described the parenting style as making kids feel like they are walking on eggshells due to the unpredictability of a parent's mood and behavior with no warnings or cues. Mm -hmm. She describes eggshell parenting as a way of putting your child in a position where they have to always be hypervigilant to what may or may not happen next. Even if you're loving and safe and wonderful, if it follows that you can be unsafe at the core, you are not safe. Psychology Today states that children are hyper-aware of energy and feelings that work their way through their household. When kids latch onto negative emotions, they often feel insecure and cautious, nervous to make a wrong move, and then thus the coined term eggshell parenting. Yeah. By the way, dogs also know your energy yes. and your body language. Absolutely. And so uh, they all can absorb that. So just be, be aware. Tomorrow, no, Saturday, we are having a discussion um, a majority of the week. <clears throat> What do you want to do for your birthday? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oppenheimer, right? I don't know. Uh, no, we won't end up doing that. I mean, it was on the table, mm-hmm. so it got ruled off. It's like, no, not doing that. But I, And one of the things I said is I could make wings. And he said, but you'd have to cook those. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I probably don't want to do that. But then I forgot, Saturday is also National Chicken Wing Day. So I'm thinking, well, is it just lined up? Because it's chicken wing day, I think, is always on a Saturday. And it just so happens that I've rotated around to mm-hmm. that particular Saturday. <laughs> so the two are co-located on the same date this year. So sh- should I? I mean. It really comes down to, is it on the list? I'm going to have to. Oh, no, we have some in the freezer. Yeah, I was going to say, got to oh. get them on, got to get them out of the freezer. If uh, Well, I guess it's up to you. But again, you'll have to prepare it. So Yeah. Now, do you do it in the air fryer or do you mm-hmm. do it in the... Uh, your actual frying grease? Or? Actual frying. Yeah, he has a yeah. big, bad mammoth. That's what I use for fryer. turkeys, too. Oh. Uh, like monster mm-hmm. turkeys. Gosh, you, you put your individual wings in one of those? Yes, he does. In a basket? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess maybe I'm not thinking of what you potentially might have. Uh, Butterball XL, XL Turkey Fryer has a has a basket. Uh, oh, does it have a basket? B- bigger like bigger than the fry baskets at the restaurants, okay. you know, that we uh, use yeah, that yeah, they yeah. drop down. But basically just put them in that basket and just drop them oh, down yeah. in the oil in 13 minutes and pull them out and Shake them halfway through kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, you got to make sure that they're not sticking to mm. the, you know, sticking to the... Basket to, or to the together. Basket. That's exactly right. But I am learning of here are where you can get free or cheap wings on National Chicken Wing Day. If you're in 7-Eleven's Rewards Club or Speedway's Rewards Club, you can get uh, eight boneless wings for $3. Because, listen, there's no place I want to get wings more than the 7-Eleven. Okay, what about BW3s? They've got six traditionals with a $10 purchase, or for free with a $10 purchase. All right. That'd be all right. I didn't know Fazoli's has wings. Well, that helps me. Ooh. 
Why? Because Fazoli's is Italian. And I, I know, but I but you've eaten at Fazoli's more than I have. Did you know they have wings? No, I didn't that's know what I'm either. saying. It helps me. Now I'm more likely to say okay when the girls. Of course, there's the restaurant. Fazoli's. There's breadsticks, delicious. Mm. There's the restaurant uh, cheerleaders serving owl. Uh, you can buy. T- <laughs> you can buy. T- Ten wings that get ten free uh, on Saturday. Marco's Pizza, uh, Jabba the Hut also has a special. Uh, Wingstop and Zaxby's all have specials on wing 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 day on Saturday. Doesn't also seem doesn't it? Shouldn't National Chicken Wing Day be on a Wednesday every year? Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday it just seemed like it. it I mean. The wing place you mentioned, the first one that you actually sit down and eat, they do Tuesdays and Thursdays usually as their, as their wings day. They do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, not 7-Eleven. No. The second one, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one seven. that's got the number in the name. <laughs> yeah. Thursdays for sure. Yeah. Uh, one day was boneless and one day was traditional. I'm going to have a ponderance later on in the program that's going to kind of line up with this next story that I'm going to tell you about a breakthrough in modern technology that now makes me wonder what took so long. Hot DiGiorno pizza could be coming to a vending machine near you. Now, we have all kinds of things. At the airport, you can buy an iPod out of a vending machine. You can buy headphones. You can buy cosmetics. You can buy... I mean, you can get... There are vending machines everywhere for everything. Why is it taken until the year of our Lord, 2023, to roll out pizza vending machines. It doesn't seem that hard to figure out on how to do. I, mean, I, I guess just the technology of it. Well, and the storage. You, you just you store it in these shelves like that are refrigerated. And then when, you know, you, yeah, but- you keep X amount in the, in the uh, oven at all time based upon your traffic, just rolls it over there into the oven. It's by the slice. Always oh, the, about the uh, Although, makes, although you makes, might be right, look how wide that dispensary I is think across it, the I bottom. I think it's shooting you out a full pizza. Think it's a whole pie? Uh-huh. Because I mean, yes, you stack them in there and it just rolls over or whatever. Mm. But us, and it does say up top, track your pizza here. So I, I'm well, wondering if this is like the uh, where you order it and you have to go stand on the side and wait, and it'll tell you, here comes I here comes Bill's it, pizza. I think it would have to be restocked pretty frequently. So many possibilities. <laughs> And and okay. the best part, it's on wheels. On the bossy, notice that. So, just hook it to the hitch of my truck. Oh my goodness! Right. <laughs> just we're, take it wherever. You take it. To, take it to parties. Put it over there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Put it. Just put it over. And line up. Line up where the pizza pie comes out. Just like right below that monitor. Mm-hmm. You just reach over there, and there it comes. Mm-hmm. Now, DiGiorno's not my favorite, but if DiGiorno can split the atom. So can everyone, would be my guess. Bring on the pizza vending machine. And this got my attention. Uh, at some of the newer coaster rides at Disney World, say, for instance, Tron, they will not let you wear your sunglasses or your spectacle glasses on Tron. They have new. They have lockers now. And so you put your stuff in the locker. Now, when I wrote, I was carrying my phone, and I just held it up, and they said, you'll be fine. Just put it in your pocket. And I thought, do I, am I, 
Like, if there are lockers, should I use them? And I didn't, and I was fine. However, a Michigan man is considering taking legal action against Cedar Point after a painful experience at the Sandusky, Ohio theme park. David Carter says he was hit in the head by an iPhone while riding the Maverick roller coaster on Saturday, leaving him with a wound that bled for more than an hour. He was diagnosed with a concussion the next day. He said, I had blood dripping down my face and I felt a bit dizzy. He says the phone flew out of the pocket of a boy in front of him whose mother also lost her phone. Carter says the park's response was disappointing. They offered him free meals for the rest of the day, but he only had time for one meal after he was treated at the first aid station. Who's at fault? I mean, I think it's an accident. Yeah. it's. I mean, I don't know that you can, if they told you not to put them in your pockets or. Yeah. I mean, but and but head wounds bleed a lot. That's just part <laughs> of it. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Back it up. But people, but people have to suffer consequences in accidents. Yes, it was an accident, and he didn't lose a limb. He didn't lose a life. Yeah. Uh, it it ruined his day. I get that. It's not the end of the world. It's it not. would be. He's got a great story to tell. Um, he got you know hit in the head with a cell phone on a roller coaster. Not everybody's got that story to tell, but it does make me. Is there any way that the people with the phones are no. responsible? Unless they were told not to bring their phone on. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, they're told secure loose articles. Uh, they do. Disney putting a lot of those bags now mm-hmm. in the front of things where you put them down in there mm-hmm. so, that they can, so that they can't come loose. So I don't know where the I, – I wonder how much when you enter a theme park – I know there are things that theme parks are obviously liable for, uh, with, without a doubt. We've seen that throughout history. But your general average run-of-the-mill, just because you're clumsy and you fall down, that's not necessarily the theme park's problem. Yeah. Right? So in this case, if you get hit in the head with a cell phone, is it just, um, would you rather been hit in the head with a cell phone or be pooped on by a bird? Oh, Because that also could have easily happened yeah. at the theme park. It could so, also happen right, right there. <laughs> it, could happen, it, could happen, it could happen anytime. So which would you rather, you know? I don't know. Got to get to a break. Your chance to win. Coming up here on In the Know. Today's Did You Know. Saudi Arabia imports camels from Australia. So if you think about where camels come from, you think they come from the desert, from, yes. from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But they're imported from Australia, mate. Interesting. Well, that's weird. That is interesting. Odd. I'm not sure I quite <laughs> buy it, but it was on the internet, so it must be true. All right, here's today's water cooler question. If you or your household have uh, won, not won in the last 30 days, you qualify to win. You can text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. What prize should we give away today? Um, kingdom. Yeah, right, probably kingdom. Kentucky Kingdom. Kingdom sounds good to me. Here's the question. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. All correct responses get entered into a drawing to determine the winner. Uh, you're an average parent if you do this 150 to 160 times a year. You're an average parent if you do this 150 to 160 times a year. <laughs> Give it some thought. You're an average parent if you do this 150 to 160 times a year. What do you think? Year. Are you all above or below? I'm below. Um, and she below, but she's closer to average than I am. Did that help you at all? She did this yesterday. 
Oh. Okay, well then that takes off. That uh, that gets rid of one of my answers. Oh. Mattel is the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. Movies about Barney, Polly Pockets, and more are in development. So on, Barney? on the heels of Barbie, the now Barney is uh, having a movie made about Barney, Polly Pocket, Thomas and Friends, and American Girl. Fourteen Mattel products are in properties are in production. We've already had a Thomas movie. We have. Well, yeah, with Alec Baldwin. They just started a new run of Barney. Season. They did. Well, like, is this? I don't know. Like, how are we gonna? I don't know. I, when does it ever end? But. You got companies that are very. I mean, look what Disney is able to do in merchandising well, I mean, uh, I, with IP, with their intellectual properties, between their movies, their merchandising, and uh, in their streaming. Of course, they're feeding their platform, et cetera. They've just created this little. Uh, they created this little brand or this universe. So, a company like Mattel, that's sitting on so many iconic toys, goes, uh, "Yeah, let let's do that." Let's uh, make some money. You know, Disney doesn't Disney doesn't own the recipe to that. They've just mastered it very well. Dolly Parton has unveiled her Queen cover. We are the champions for the 2024 Paris Olympics. Let's do it before the show. Did it? Did anybody tell Dolly that it's 2023? I think yesterday was the one year until the opening ceremonies. I see. So they, which is it's why a big he, countdown. Okay. Correct. All right. All right. That's because when I read it, I thought. Listen, at some, even though she doesn't look it, she, even though she doesn't look her age, <laughs> she over eighty. Yes, she yeah. is. Even though I, I'm trying to speak quietly because I don't want her to hear that we're talking because mm-hmm. Dolly's hearing is still really good. Mm. I know she doesn't look like she's she's frozen at. I, I'll just call her sixty. All right, she look. She just looks sixty years old. We'll just call it that. So it's misleading. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. Dolly's way older than you realize. So I I would not begrudge her if she accidentally thought that it was 2024. Have have you listened to it yet? <laughs> no, I've not heard it. It's it's not it's not bad. It's just I'm such a that's Freddie Mercury is such a tough person to cover. So it it basically sounds like Dolly Parton covering Queen. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. is, is what um, it is. Yeah. I mean it's it's fine. Like it's it's fine. Kevin Spacey found not guilty of assault in the London trial, so that seemingly is finally over. Todd and Julie Chrisley's nightmare prison stay includes rattlesnakes and no air conditioning, according to Savannah. Uh, Savannah visited, uh, Chase visited his dad at the federal prison camp in Pensacola, and uh, where he described the facility as a nightmare. Savannah, oh, listen to this. Savannah added that Julie's stay at the Federal Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky, is, quote, insane. So listen to these quotes. Chase said, um, now they both have no air conditioning. They're both in states where it gets 100-plus degrees and there's no air conditioning. That's what Chase said on Tuesday's episode of Savannah's Unlocked podcast. Savannah, uh, Savannah, who's 25, went on to claim that Julie, at age 50, even rattlesnakes just casually slithering on the floor in front of her, right where her bed is. Listen, numbskull, there are no rattlesnakes in Kentucky. No. And rattlesnakes don't slither places. They coil up and wait for you to happen by. That's how they work, and they don't even exist in Kentucky. I didn't know she was in Lexington. Did you? 
I, I had no idea. No, I, but I've like, not been if, keeping up. If I'm being honest, like I'm not sure that there's two people that I could care less about. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. Like they but are. I've not been keeping they up are since they've so been in far jail. down in the list of. I knew that they were in jail for tax evasion or something, right? That's yeah. all I could tell you. Yeah, he's so he's just so. I don't know. Dramatic. He, he is dramatic. I know there's something. It's a little bit like a car accident. I when he's on television, I can't quite look away. There are like, rattlesnakes in Kentucky. There are. I thought just thought they were in the desert. Where are they? Well, so I mean, I know there are copperheads. I know there are moccasins. Whitney? There are. Call Whitney. She would know. They're not indigenous to Kentucky. Well, in addition to forests, these secretive animals prefer rocky outcrops, ridge, ridge lines, and bluffs, especially on <laughs> south and southwest facing slopes the timber rattlesnake I've never well there seen are two one. there's a timber rattlesnake and a pygmy rattlesnake i know why then i've never gone near the timber mm. that's the issue but ironically enough i'm looking here at the map of timber rattlesnakes it like takes a scoop around lexington and northern kentucky where they're not found <laughs> <laughs> you just gave him the loophole so, and, so the, and the pygmy rattlesnake is found in like graves county and around the lake so she she googled you know, rattlesnakes or whatever, but then she just messed up and he goes, oh, that's the one that's not in Lexington. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now what you're telling yeah. me, though, is that I, I now also have to worry about rattlesnakes? Yeah, and the reason I looked it up because I thought, eh, is because uh, one of the cousins see, told me the look other at that, day. Look at that map. That's like circling out Lexington. <laughs> that's funny. Um, one of the cousins told me the other day that there was one on the farm. Really? Okay. And I thought, hmm, but yeah. I had lulled myself Truthfully. into a, a sense of tranquility oh, in the sorry. rattlesnake category. Did you want to go hunting for them it, later? It, it was it was fool's gold, apparently. And then we learned yesterday, of all the other big headlines from yesterday, we have lost Sinead O'Connor. She had a tumultuous life, but she has passed at age 56. But I heard uh, John Dickerson say on CBS this morning, he said, when you hear this song, it immediately transports you to a time in life. Yes, it it does. doesn't matter what you were doing. It doesn't matter. It just it it's transportive because you know how long this song was played and was influential. And none of us really give credit uh, to Prince. It's a Prince song, and uh, he sang it on an album, but we don't know it as a, as a Prince song. It's a Sinead O'Connor song. So. Sinead O'Connor, uh, she changed her name something Muslim recently. But it goes on in at age 56. Got to get to a break. We'll figure out our winner, point to ponder, chart toppers, pearl of wisdom, and more. Coming up here on In the Know. MD's point to ponder for today. We talked about the pizza vending machine earlier in the show. What product should a company make a smart version of? What product should a company make a smart version of that doesn't exist now? I was, uh, I laugh when I see the meme of the cordless water hose. Here we got <laughs> the water guns. It's cordless. I'm like, eh, how, how would that work exactly? Is there anything that has not been made smart yet that an autonomous weed eater would be good? You know, just a, like a, just a weed eater that just kind of dances around. Yeah, it's a robot. So like, Arona. Yeah. But they make the they do have lawnmowers like that, you know, autonomous robot lawnmowers that just go out and they're all right. But weed eating would be a little bit harder. Yeah. I don't I, I can't think of one. I've I had a hard time too. You know, on what hasn't been made smart yet that needs to be made smart. People. Other than oh. people. Well, so by the way, learned a conspiracy theory during the break. 
I, I, I'm not the only person who was under the false pretense that there were not rattlesnakes in Kentucky for a long time. But you want to want to hear the conspiracy theory? I do. Conspiracy theory that uh, Fish and Wildlife introduced them to Kentucky to control the turkey population. I've I heard know, that. I don't know if that's true or not, but well, and you know what I say? Shamey, shamey, shamey on where's, you! I'll where, take the turkeys. Where's Whitney? <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody would know, it, it would be her. I have the faith. Uh, the water cooler question. You're an average parent if you do this 150 to 160 times a year. It's eat a meal while standing up. Eat a meal while standing up. Happened yesterday. Um, now, it wasn't necessarily a full meal, but she was standing. Alea was at the island, and she said, are you finished eating pizza? And Alea said, yes. And you grabbed a piece of pizza and you stood there and you ate it. And I would imagine that's probably what you had for dinner. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So that's kind of how it well, works. And yeah. And you're not supposed to stand and eat. I do it a lot. Yeah. Well, well you're many, walking. Yeah. How many times did I pace eating that salad? Yeah. There the were a few. Some, mm-hmm. some foods are easier to eat standing up, though. Sure. Especially ones on a stick. Or, or like, like a hot dog. <laughs> you know, like on a, a stick. Good, I mean, <laughs> covered in corn meal. Uh, or flour, right? <laughs> how many correct? Yeah, did uh, we have any other? What are some of the other guesses? Uh, we any? had a couple here that said one person said go to the school, oh, which would make sense school. if you're dropping the kids mm-hmm. off. I, I can see that. Oh, yeah, um, sure. yeah, there were there were a couple couple of those. I put down make the kids breakfast. Make the so, kids breakfast. I, I put down feed pizza. So what I did yesterday, I was eating pizza. Yeah, that's true. I fed that's a, pizza. That's a lot of pizza. You fed pizza to children and uh-huh. to self. Yeah. All right. So what am I pick, picking uh, between today? It looks like uh, about five. Got it right today. Five. I'll pick four. If your phone number ends in 1919. In 1919. Took a little trip. It was a good year. Reds won the World Series that year. Generation Gap on ABC tonight. The prank panel is on ABC tonight. On Discovery Channel, Jaws in the Shallows. Hmm. Jaws in the Shallows. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1953, the Korean War armistice was signed at Panmu John, ending three years <laughs> of fighting. President Washington signed a measure establishing the Department of Foreign Affairs, the forerunner to the Department of State, this date in 1789. The... Uh, Pipe bomb exploded at the Atlanta Olympic, Olympics this date in 1996. The world got introduced to Richard Jewell. Have you seen that movie? The I one have. That just, is, it, uh, is it good? It's good. I've heard, uh, I've heard it's not great. It's not great, but for if you live during that period, it really gets you inside the chaos that was around that because it was so confusing. They named him as a suspect early on, and then he wasn't. You know, like R- Richard, they... They pegged Richard Jewell early, and they just locked in. And, and he they was really were, a hero. And he was really <laughs> a, and he was unwilling, but he was weird. And so they locked in on him, and they would not consider any other suspects. And it was it was a mess. And so that's what makes it an interesting movie. If you lived during that time, Norman Lear is one hundred one today. Gosh, what so much great content that he brought to the world, and still active too. Maureen McGovern is 74. Carol Leifer is 67. Bill Ingvall is 66. Maya Rudolph is 51. And Alex Rodriguez is 48 today. 
<laughs> he stepped on a landmine this week, didn't he? Did you see that? No, he's not somebody that usually. Well, he's he was showing the proper batting technique and the, the angle which you should did he swing at. And grab he, some PEDs while he did it. No, I think he was. He can do that now. It's not against the rules oh, now for him that he's retired. He's better in the studio, but I know I've and it's been a while since I've seen him do color. But he is not good. No, he he, he just used an analogy for the angle that you hit. That was a little insensitive that he probably could have found a better way to describe it. He just should have said, like, if you had a T-ball, like if you just think of back to playing T-ball when the T sat on the ball, you were swinging down at it rather than, well. I'll I'll give it Google. (laughs) Yeah. Jerry Van Dyke. Did I get, oh, there's the birthdays. Jerry Van Dyke was born this date in 1931. He's the only significant gone but not forgotten. That character, that that duo of Luther and Dauber on Coach was one of the greatest comedic duos written I in television. Them. I mean, the yes. ping pong between Luther and Dauber and then Hayden Fox just playing the middleman between those two was just really good. I think it's overlooked sometimes of how <laughs> good it was. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1953 and the Percy Faith Orchestra number one. With song from Moulin Rouge. Maybe since it's a little slower, you could you could convince the bells that being your bagpipe song. No, no. By the way, I've seen some photography of the show, of the marching I, show. This is looking I, good. I, I like the uh, the theme. I'm not sure if that. I, I was told that. I'm not sure if that's. Open information or not? No, I'd say we don't put it out there yet. I uh-huh. mean, obviously, the family has seen the you know, families have seen yeah, the show. Yeah, that was earlier this week. Yeah, had that. So let's go to 1962. Bobby Venton, number one, with Roses Are Red. A long, long time ago. Not all of them. <laughs> I mean, I understand it's probably the most popular color of rose, but not all roses are Red. There's all kinds of different colors. White roses. Mm-hmm. There's white. There's yellow. Especially, especially in Texas. Gene Knight, Mr. Big Stuff, the big stuff. number one in '71. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? The song went to number one to advance my arrival onto the onto the earth. Is that because when you came out, they said, "Who do you think you are?" Kind of. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to warn everyone. <laughs> That's right. 1980. OMJ was number one. Mm-hmm. Now here's one we don't get to play very often. For a long time, his music wasn't available online. In 1989, Prince was number one with Bat Dance. 98, Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. Oh, good one. That is a good one. Keep busting. Rihanna, Jay-Z, Umbrella in 07. Another good one. And Justin Timberlake, Can't Stop the Feeling, number one, seven years ago today. Keep passing on pretty good ones there. Running out of time. Darn out of time. Got to yield the floor to MHJ. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Never play with the feelings of others. 
You may win the game, but you'll surely lose the person forever. Never play with the feelings of others. You may win the game, but you'll surely lose the person forever. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>